Hey, what's going on people? Jack Reeve here, just checking in before this podcast. I hope you all really, really enjoy this. Months and months of hard work have gone into not only making this happen, but trying to make the best of what is a really good opportunity. I just want to say a few thank yous before we get into this. I want to thank Chris for all of his hard work. Uh, a lot of his hard work doesn't go on screen, it goes on behind the scenes, so big up to him. Big up to Connor Southwell as well, who's put in a lot of hard work for Talk Norwich City while both me and Chris have been working full time and he's been smashing it out of the park as well. Uh, big up to my mum, who constantly um, supports her son talking into a camera, which is a slightly odd thing to do with his life. Big shout out to my girlfriend, Jen, um, for putting up with a boyfriend who talks about Dennis Sabreni on YouTube. Um, and thank you to Angus for giving up um, an hour and a half, two hours of your time when I'm sure he had something better to be doing. Also, Credo Asset Finance, one of our sponsors, have a really cool deal. Links in the description. Basically, you can get 50 quid off if you finance something with them. Um, it's a really cool deal. They've supported me from the very beginning, so thank you to them. I hope you really enjoy the podcast. There is a few clicks through the podcast. It's uh, basically we had a photographer there, Ryan Mason. You can see the images on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram throughout the next few weeks. Um, and his shutter was quite loud. So you might be able to hear that. There's quite a bit at the start, but then not too much near the end. I hope you really enjoy this. Thank you so much for all of your support. I genuinely do mean this. This is a big one for us. Please support it, please like it, please share it. If you think someone will like it, share it with them. If you know a Manchester City fan, share it with them. Thank you so much. Enjoy this. This is the TNC Podcast with Angus Gunn. Hello and welcome back to the TNC Podcast. I hope you're all well. We promised you a big episode in episode 50. It's not episode 50, it's episode number 48. We've come up with the goods early, <laughs> introducing Norwich City's number one goalkeeper and England international. It's Mr. Angus Gunn. Angus, it is a pleasure, my friend, to have you Good along. Um, not Probably the biggest guest, quite literally. <laughs> yeah, You've helped definitely. block the, the light on the, on the West Hulahan glass, oh, which is always wins. helpful. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, obviously not been a good week, but, you know... Looking, looking into the future now and hopefully we can get a good result on the weekend. I love that. Looking forward yeah. um, all of the while. I mean, it's been quite the journey, hasn't it, for you? Um, let's sort of start from the start. Um, born in Norwich, yeah. grown up in Norwich, Norwich City fan. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say that. Um, early memories from sort of the club and, and, and starting out as a, real, as a real youngster. I suppose you are still a youngster, but a yeah. real youngster. Yeah, no. When sort of... Obviously, was coming to the football club since I was a baby. Really, obviously, my dad playing. I think I was probably two when I came to my first game, some, something like that. I don't remember it. But, <laughs> you know, um, he was talking about it the other day. I think. So is that lovely picture of you and your dad? Is it is in the Gun Club? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you as sort of the, the kid looking up. Yeah, looking up to the looking show. at his picture. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't remember too much of those days, but. Um, I remember going to sort of mini kickers at Pine Banks with my Norwich kit and all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just, just like going to away games when I was growing up, teenager, you know, with some of my mates. Chris was probably there a few times. It's and then, away. Yeah, a couple, yeah. It's right away. For that one. Yeah, no, I don't think we won. That was probably the last time we lost, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, and then obviously get into the academy, I was like, I think I was about eight, and then... Yeah, made it all the way through and played sort of internationally like under sixteen, and then moved on. So no, it was good. good I mean, start didn't you join Norwich as an, as an outfield player? Am I right in saying that? Like, yeah, not technically. I was like um, eight year old, and like that's when you start trialing for the actual academy places. So I was trialing as an outfielder, mm. 
and that's when like, I think someone got injured and I went in goal in a, like, in a, in a trial session and I ended up being alright and then they said oh next time bring your gloves so that's all <laughs> came from there really I mean Chris we're probably sat here talking about football because our professional careers failed somewhat this man has literally lived the journey lived the dream of a of a Norwich City fan hasn't he well happy days isn't it I think it's better that he's a Norwich fan or is it or, or does it mean too much does it put too much pressure on no I don't think so I don't think so I think it does change a little bit when when you become professional footballer mm. Um, obviously you're, you're a fan growing up teenage years even when you're in the academy you're a fan but then when you come sort of professional it's you know there's something on the games and yeah um you know that there's a lot more pressure on it and you, I think you have to change a little bit because you can't you know if I was still a fan and on the pitch I'd probably be you know knocking up some of the other players <laughs> out and shouting at our own well, there's, there's, like that, there's so. still been a few badge pants which I which yeah no obviously which we like, appreciate yeah during during the game you've got to focus but after the games you've got to, you know show your passion and um your love for, for the team but um yeah there is a little bit different when you when you're on the pitch playing see i, I remember when we beat Ipswich 5-1 at home grant holt scored that incredible hat trick mm. and me and you stood up in the upper part at the <laughs> end of the game giving it large yeah. to Ipswich fans yeah. do you, do you feel like sometimes you have to hold yourself back you know to to, to potentially, you know, the the opposition supporters or <laughs> um, no, not really. I can't. No, I can't remember too many. You've times. got out of the system now. Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, Ipswich away was one of the, you know probably probably one of the best moments um, that I've had in football so far. Wow, you've yeah. had a lot of good moments. As yeah, well. no, like just from like a sort of personal point of view. Yeah, winning there one nil one nil win that was you know un- unbelievable feeling. And, Sort of turning around to the crowd and <laughs> saying goodbye. <laughs> that was that was you know a great feeling. And more importantly, the celebrations with the Norwich fans. Yeah, that was you know, that was unbelievable. I was I was obviously I went back into the change, but I was like, itching to come back out and yeah and onto the pitch. But I didn't I didn't want to you know look stupid or something. Like that. <laughs> but I was I, I was just in the dressing room just buzzing and you know that, that was probably yeah, one of the best days I've had. You know, in football, Talk to me so. to the uh, to sort of the lead up to that game because it, it came fairly on in the season, yeah. didn't it? And, and and we'd had a sort of sticky start to the, to the season. What's going through your head in the lead up to Derby Day? Because as fans, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we want it to you know it, there's it, there's excitement, but. It's sort of dreaded with nerves as well. Mm. What's the lead up as a player? Is it kind of a standard? Mm, no, I can't. I can't remember our build up to that game the week before. I don't know what what our results were, but I remember we obviously had Arsenal in the cup like a day, two days later, which was you know uh, a tough turnaround. Yeah, <laughs> some would say stupid, you know, um, timetable, but. Um, we sort of I don't, I don't know if we had a good run coming into that game but you just got to throw out a window and just you know we I think we had the, that was probably our first week build up into a game um, from the start of the season because you obviously play Saturday, Tuesday that was probably our first free week I think and you know we had a good week training and you know everything sort of fell into place we didn't have a great performance but you know we got the job done and you know that was the, the main thing for, for the supporters I think I want to go back a bit to sort of while you're still at Norwich City, um, did you ever expect to leave? Was was sort of that Manchester City route in the plan or not? Um, I don't. I can't remember really having a plan to be honest. Like when I was younger, obviously things happened with you know uh, my dad and the club, and um, he sort of part company with them, so um, didn't really have any other ties to the club, yeah. um, which would have probably kept kept me here for longer. I'd say. 
Um, but obviously, when you're playing internationally um, from a young age, there's obviously scouts watching, and there's always you know people like talking, talking to your families and everything like that. So um, it was just one of those things. I think uh, you know playing for England put me on the map a little bit in terms of some of the bigger clubs, and um, you know there was like other options as well. So um, you know we got to sort of go around and choose and you know we ended up at Man City I mean it must be quite a scary sort of adventure almost being a young footballer because all, although you've been rated highly from sort of a very young age there's been a lot of players mm. in a similar position that have either been released or picked mm. up injuries and it hasn't quite worked mm. out and it's probably fair to say now you have got to that stage where it's all good but mm. that sort of stage from 16 to 21 for a lot of players can be mm. can be really kind of troublesome can't it yeah I think well obviously when I, I was you know that age, I didn't really think much too too much about that. But obviously, you know, my family would have known more about that. Um, and obviously, it was a big risk um, leaving Norwich and going going to Man City. But um, it's paid know, off. Well, yeah, paid off in the end. And you know, they took the plunge on me, and you know, I I just sort of went went along with it really. Mm. And um, you know, it, you know, it came off, and um, here we are again in Norwich. So it's, it's funny how, how the world works. I mean, in terms of an education, they're probably not mm. much better than Manchester City, is there? And especially with the setup they've got there now. Mm. Yeah, Things no, have probably changed quite a bit since yeah, no, when, when you first When joined. I first went, it was only the process of the obviously the new training campus mm. at the Etihad. So that was probably one of the things they sort of sold to me when I when I was you know going to look at the club and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I've seen sort of the transition from um, there was Platte Lane in Manchester and Carrington. They had two different ones for the academy and the senior team. So um, I, I trained at them both, and then you know moving into the um, SCA campus probably three years ago now. It was yeah, it was unbelievable, and just to see it all you know mm. going up like it did, it, you know, it just went up like that. To be honest, they didn't start building when I when I first went there, and to look at it now, it's just you know it's unbelievable, and you know it's a great place to to go every day and train. I mean, you all now regarded as one of the best keepers in the championship, an established Norwich City keeper, but. Chris, let's not forget when we were talking on this podcast last summer, John Ruddy had just left. We were thinking, well, who's going to be the next keeper? Is it is it Remy Matthews? And then Angus Names comes up. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it was you hadn't played a professional game mm. until that point, had mm. you? Some people were saying, well, this probably isn't the right move. Um, I think it was more. I think there was a lot of um, senior journos about that were kind of pooing their pants a bit, to be honest. I think particularly our friend Michael Bailey was very worried, but... You know, I was I was nervous. Don't get me wrong, I was nervous. And mm. um, you know, I, I was I was worried because it's Angus. If, if it's someone else conceding the goal, I was like, oh, it's all right, you know. But I, I think it's I think it's worked tremendously well. Um, had a, had a, such a good season, and to be to be up there, um, you know, in the top ten in terms of keeping clean sheets, you've cost me a fair bob in Nando's <laughs> mind. Um, he owes you yeah. a lot of Nando's, by yeah, the way. He's yeah, come we'll up with that bet, yeah. and didn't you pay for the last one? <laughs> I insisted. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did, he did. So oh, there's only 12 to go then. I think it's gone up to Middleton's now. I think, I think we're going big <laughs> no, time. I think, I think we can, you know, it's probably got to the point where we can just call it a day. And, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> so, embarrassing, yeah. it's too much. I think one more Nando's, I'll, I'll, I'll set that. You'll what say, is the Nando's yeah. order? For me, um, I used to be, I didn't really go, and then now I go quite regularly because there's not too many places in Norris, to be honest, but. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> uh, so now I have a chicken wrap, 
Uh, with halloumi inside. And what then, spice are you going for? Um, I like mango, so oh, a bit of mango. Okay. I'm not a spicy guy. I'm going to get you in trouble here, though, potentially with Daniel Farker. <laughs> so, what dessert did you order that day, Mr. Gunn? <laughs> what did I? Probably what did you, you ordered a box of. A yeah, box, oh, yeah, brownies. A box of brownies. Yeah. Is that yeah, a thing? That was we'll a takeaway. box of brownies. Yeah. Margie, I think we had one again before. Yeah. So, I'll yeah. But um, yeah, the brownies from Nando's are very nice. Oh, Perry, Perry I think brownies. I got four. No, not Perry Perry, they're just normal, but I got four and I took them all home. Oh. Probably ate three of them. Happy days, give one to the dog. No, no. I'll be giving dogs, dog brownies. Dogs can't have chocolates. Sorry. Especially my one. Oh, God, bless. Um, <laughs> this is taking a strange twist. Let's go, let's go back to the summer. Um, Ruddy leaves, we're still in the championship. When does the call come and what's going through your mind at that point? Because it... it it must be a big decision. Mm. Um, I think I think they obviously made the decision with John quite early. Mm. Um, I think before the end of the season, didn't they? Because obviously had a you know a few farewell games. Of course, yeah. Um, so I think they were sort of planning um, to sort of change it before the end of the season, and there was a few phone calls probably before the end of that. Um, and then you know as as the summer went on, it sort of became more. Um, more you know concrete offer um but obviously at the point they didn't have a manager so it was probably a difficult one for for myself um but you know with it being not if it was probably any any other club I probably wouldn't have done it with no manager but because it was Norwich I thought um you know I know the place I know the, the most of the players and um just coming back here you couldn't it, yeah I couldn't re- re- resist it and you know I think the transition probably would have would have been much easier for me to come back here to, to say going somewhere else so yeah, that was probably you know the main thing can be honest. so there was never really a thought in your mind that thought no this isn't for me no not at all um, you know even without a manager I thought you know I 100% thought Norwich City um, straight away so good answer yeah. no that's tr- the truth to be honest um, <coughs> why so. why because I suppose from from an outlook you're going from from, from Manchester City arguably mm. one of the biggest clubs in the world to a a mid-table championship club mm. with no manager. What pulled you back? Um, well, obviously I'd never played a, a game, you know, a, mm. a league game. So, you know, the other options I had were in the championship as well. So, um, you know, I looked at you know the options and Norwich were probably up there equally with you know any other team. So I thought, you know, um, for me it was the best place to come. And you know, you know the team I supported growing up, it, it couldn't really resist it really. And sort of the transition. As a whole, Chris, we look back to the summer, we're kind of all a bit used to it now, but for fans it was a lot to get our head around, wasn't it? Because we'd kind of gone down the same route of the similar kind yeah, of yeah. managers, the similar kind of recruitment policy, and then Weber comes in, Farker comes in, it all comes at once. It, a lot was happening, wasn't it, at that point in, in the summer? I mean, full stop, Jack, I think that it's maybe potentially one of the things that fans possibly have taken for granted this season, that we have literally ripped the heart and soul out of this football club and started again. And I think particularly that's why Angus has worked, because he knows the club inside out. He knows what it means to support us when we're playing Ipswich Town. Mm. Um, so, so you know, thank God that that happened. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's just so much that, that, that's gone on behind the scenes um, from, you know, the, the managers, Joe Weber, the toilet cleaners. Everything's changed. So, um, you know, I'm very, very optimistic for next season, given that now this structure, this philosophy, um, as I say, the new club structure has had time to, to, to settle and to mature. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for next season. And then Angus, when manager did come and it came in the form of Daniel Farker, 
probably hasn't suited all the players, but for you, mm. in terms of the, 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 the style he plays, mm. it must be brilliant because you, you, for a goalkeeper, like mm. the ball at your feet and that has worked really nicely mm. this season. Yeah, no, well, to be honest, like with the sort of negotiations, they, they, they did say that they wanted to go down that route already, so I think um, whatever manager they would have chosen, it, it would have been, you know, to change the style of football anyway, so... Um, yeah, it has definitely suited me, and you know it's you know it's been a big plus for me because obviously my parent club you know like that style of football as well, and you know um, ultimately you know my my you know biggest aim is to get in their first team, so um, you know to to come out and get the experience like like I have this season, it's you know it's been a big boost for me, and um, you know probably unlike some other championship teams that you know play a bit more direct style, it's um, it's definitely suited me more, yeah. So I'm going to come in just a little bit earlier on one of these later questions here, Angus, because yeah. it leads quite nicely onto that. You speak about your ultimate aim being in the Manchester City first team. Yeah. Can you or do you know your kind of short-term, medium-term and long-term goals in football? Obviously long-term, mm. you've clarified, Man City first team, but short-term, what, what are you up to? Medium-term, um, what are you up to? I think short-term, like at the start of the season, I just sort of aim to, to play as many games as possible, to be honest. Um, and just you know do as well as I possibly can in each one and take it from there. I didn't really want to set myself too many goals and you know um, too many you know statistics to to reach because then I think you know you probably work work yourself up if you're not not reaching them and you know it's probably um, probably you know bogs you down a little bit. So short term I was just you know wanted to play as many games and then you know medium term I don't know I, I think. Um, after the season, I'll have to sort of sit down and review and then um, sort of plan um, ahead. Um, but I think in football, you can't really t- look too far because you know anything can happen. You know, and, you know uh, one one day you you could be playing for Norwich, the next day you can be playing for Man City. You know, if someone gets injured, so it's just like it happens so quickly. You know, everything does. So is it too cheeky to say a, a short-term goal could be England? In the summer, <laughs> um, you have to rush your angles if something goes wrong. I hope I not. Too many hooligans out there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous out there. It's a bit lively, isn't it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But you, you never, you never know. To be honest, obviously, um, I had the the call earlier in, in the year um, after one of the friendly games. Someone got injured, and obviously, I was already with the twenty one. So I think mm. that was probably you know an easier option for them. And um, yeah, no, I've, you know, I'd never say never, but um, obviously there's you know three goalkeepers that you know I'd say are definitely going to Russia at the moment, and obviously anything can happen. You know, if anyone gets injured, but you know, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Get him on the plane. <laughs> I mean, we speaking of that call up. It was quite a memorable night for me and you as well, Chris, wasn't it? Because we were out in Norwich yeah. in Spoons, Queen of Iceni, classic. Um, and I think actually there was a screen on the wall. I'm not overly sure why, but they were playing ITV Anglia. Big up to ITV yeah. Anglia, and we saw. Angus Gunn called up really? to the national team yeah. and I ran over to Chris who I think was getting in my drink and I was like <laughs> Angus has been called up for the first thing the, na- the national team yeah. and we were buzzing weren't we it yeah. made our night shit the pints were, pints were going <laughs> I mean it's tough to have pints a good night flying at that point. yeah but on that night because of you Angus there no, you go happy yeah, days probably the same as me too. I was watching TV and it just came up I hope not with a pint no, no, <laughs> just in a hotel room. A protein shake. Yeah, no, I was actually in the Ukraine, so... So it's interesting that I want to ask you about the, that England call-up, actually, and your experience with kind of that first team at St George's Park. And also you speak about, you know, the facilities at the Etihad and, and obviously something that's at the forefront of discussion at Norwich at the moment mm. is the Colney development. Mm. Kind of, what, what was St George's Park like in terms of how how good is it and 
how can Norwich bridge that gap from mm. from Colney mm. to St George's Park or to something that Manchester City have got? Yeah. Is is it realistic for Norwich City to have something like that? Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit different. Obviously, St George's Park is a base for you know players to go for you know periods of time, um, sort of training, you know, before their games. Sort of you know, say probably generally it's like four or five days, but then they have to travel down to London um, and they sort of. I think they work from the Tottenham training base as well when they're down there. Um, so it's a little bit different in that point of view, but I think you know it's definitely you know essential now. Um, you know in in sort of you know academy football and you know senior football as well to have the facilities to sort of um, you know take everyone um, at the moment. In Norwich, you know, we've got a gym probably you know not, conservatory. yeah conservatory <laughs> gym, which is you know small for for one team, let alone you know say. 18s, 20, 23s in the first team. So especially with Christoph Zimmerman, he's right. a unit. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. he can barely fit in there. Right, yeah, he he is a beast. What was he squatting? I don't he know. Must he's be squatting. On I know he, he benches at least one twenty. I think. Oh my does he? So. He benches one twenty. Yeah, like what, he benches one one hundred, like a good ten reps. That what is gold right bench? there, Chris. Uh, Ninety tops. Oh really? really? Yeah, I'm, really? I'm, a, I'm a weakling. The thing with Christoph was though, didn't he have like quite a serious virus, and he's out there the next week just battling on? Mm, yeah, well, I didn't see him for I think it was about a week he was away for, um, and I think some, something ridiculous like four or five kg he lost. Wow! Uh, and the time he was away, like literally, you know, he looked like a different person. Wow! Uh, so he was only benching ninety. Yeah, <laughs> <somewhere> ninety. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know what it was because they just obviously kept him away from us. But you know, mm. the difference that, that he looked like when he came back was just crazy. So I don't know what he had. But was... who is the best in the gym? Because when Jamal Lewis first broke into the team, <laughs> I'm so pleased you brought this up. Um, everyone was astounded by the size of that man's legs. <laughs> we talk about it far too much. Really? The the, the man before that was, that was Yannick Vilsker. He yeah. seemed to have some serious legs on him. Yeah. He did. Jamal Lewis. Really? Not, really. He must, not? He must be doing so many leg extensions. He must be smashing it. Have you not noticed the size of his legs? No. Well, you probably don't look. Me and Jack are fixated by them. No, I'm not. But, yeah, I think, yeah, obviously, <laughs> Zip, um, Zimbo is probably, you know, um, probably the best in the gym, I'd say. He's, like, in there probably every day doing something, you know, different. <laughs> um, but, he like, yeah, he loves bench press. Um, he's just, he looks he's like he loves monster, bench yeah. press. Yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> are you ever slightly intimidated by them two centre backs in front of you? Because the mixture of Grant Hanley and Tim Close at times this season have scared me, and I'm about a hundred yards from them. I mean, I did see Hanley completely obliterate a linesman earlier in the season. <laughs> that, that man is is something mm, else. Yeah, no, it doesn't scare me. It, it <laughs> makes me obviously at ease. Yeah, relaxes me a little bit because obviously. When you see him, you know, going for a fifty-fifty with a guy, you don't expect him to lose. And I don't. I think it was. Don't against, expect it. It doesn't well, happen. Yeah, no, it's factual, Angus. I think it's against Forest. I think he played against a young lad, and I think he just absolutely bullied him the whole game. Yeah. And uh, I was just, I was thinking, like, I wouldn't like to be that guy. Wasn't he bullying some someone in the under twenty ones? That was my well, highlight. Was getting into the That's team. probably my highlight, possibly of the season. Obviously, Ipswich away is, is up there, but um, I think Grant, Grant hadn't made an appearance the first oh, team right. at this point because it was, it was slightly slow because we were so solid at the back. Yeah. So I went. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. Beautiful sun. I think it was against Blackburn under twenty ones, and Grant's at the back. I hadn't seen much of him up until this point, and this he must have been 18, 19 year old striker. He wasn't have the best of games. The referee's turned his back and running away, and Grant's just thrown an elbow in on this young striker. Oh, yeah. And um, it was it was a beautiful sight to see. 
No comment. No comment. No, no, he didn't get caught. Why would you bring it up? Well, it's gone now. It's fine. Um, this season, then, Angus, I, I suppose we've got to talk about it. Um, I, think, I think the playoffs are probably gone now, and, and, and the automatics definitely are. I've been holding on to it desperately this season. My mum even had a bet on us to go up this season, so unfortunately, she's lost her pound each way bet. Um, it's been an interesting one, hasn't it? The, mm. the transition's probably taken a little longer than, than some expected. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're a neutral, it's probably exactly where people thought we would have been this season. From a, from being there week in, week out at the forefront of things. Yeah. How's it been? Um, yeah, it's been strange. Like I said, I think at some points we looked you know, like we had a good chance. Mm. Some points we looked like we were out of it and then you know, we called it back a little bit and then you know, it's sort of fallen away a little bit again now. But... Um, yeah, I think it's it's been difficult um, during the season. To sort of, you know, we didn't really have too many. We had ambitions, obviously, but you know, we came in at the start of the season and said, you know, we're not the favourites to go up, and you know, probably, you know, we're not the favourites to get to the playoffs. But you know, we want to have an unbelievable season mm. as a as a you know, close knit team, and mm. we've had a lot of changes in the, in the team, a lot of sort of new players to the championship, sort of foreign players. Um, which takes time, I think, to settle, and it's probably you know taking its toll, um, you know, overall in the season, and you know it's pro- it's not been good enough, but um, I think the signs are there that that next season can be a, a much better one. It's interesting you say there, Angus, that you don't think it's been good enough. Um, Chris, at points this season, it's been it's been really good, hasn't it? And then at other points, it hasn't been quite so good from from a fan's point of view. Mm. We're at the stage of the season now where there's there's little to play for. What has your yeah. reflection been? Um, to be honest with you, I've I've tried to remain. I've tried my best to remain level-headed at all times. Although I have got carried away on numerous occasions. Apologies about that. Um, I thought our our run of games where you know I win away at, at Middlesbrough, mm. I win away at Reading, mm. beating Ipswich. Those games got me very excited and, and optimistic and gave me genuine belief that, that we could do it. Um, I think Angus is right in highlighting the fact that you know we've had a lot of foreign players come into the squad. English isn't their first language for one. Um, and, and two, you think about Daniel Farker as well. You know He's only just come into the English game. So there's been so many things going on. For, for me this season... Right now, I'm disappointed where we are. There's no, I can't, I can't hide that. I am, and, and Angus will say the same thing. I'm sure. I believe that this team is good enough to be in and around the playoffs. I think Angus is right in saying we're a close knit team. It's, it's very evident on the pitch that the team are close and together. I just think we've just had too many things to do. It's just been one season that you think about some squads, some some football teams in in the Premier League, the Championship. The only thing that happens all summer is they change the manager once or they change just a couple of outfield players even. We've had so much change that, that's gone on. So my personal reflection is I'm disappointed, but at the same time, I'd say, you know, it's been a six, seven out of ten season because I'm disappointed. But there's been some great memories still. Beating Ipswich in their own back garden again, not that it's that difficult. Mm. Um, you know, be- beating, you know, the... Uh, see, I love the fact he's still laughing about <laughs> You can't hide it. Um, you know, and, and, and as I say, those away games were, were, were absolutely brilliant. Um, but I think it's, look, uh, for me, it's just, it's about next season already. Um, I, I've already, you know, uh, to be honest, I want the season over because I, I crave the optimism and hunger and the excitement of a new season. I think that the fans need to have a rest because I think they're just exhausted by it. 
Well, for me, it's just, I mean, my, my personal frustration at the moment is I think that, you know, games are going stale. I think we are asserting ourselves in the first half quite nicely and it's going well. But I just see us in the second half not take a step back necessarily, but maybe we're letting them come into it a wee bit more. And I think that next season we'll, we'll see ourselves carry out the full 90 minutes, personally. I'm glad you brought up, Angus, there about being close-knit because it's really interesting to see we are where we are in the league, yet, as you said, Chris, there's been a lot of memorable moments this season. The player of the season votes came out last week and there's arguably four, five players you could vote for, for considering we are where we are. Mm. That's surprising. Often the toughest thing for a football club going through transition is to get that close-knit squad. You see so many teams just bring so many new players in, which mm. doesn't work. That must be pleasing for you to have a, a group that are so close-knit despite going through so many tough patches this season. Yeah, I think it, you know, it comes from you know, just, just you know, everyone having respect for each other, really. Um, you know, there's, obviously, there's times in the season where you know, um, the players you know, fall out or you know, have a disagreement and change them. It's normal, but um, I think you know, if you can come in the next day and sort of shake hands, you know, have a hug, hug it out, and is that is that the key to life? Just sometimes, it out. sometimes, but you know, everyone's everyone's sort of respects that. each other, and, you know. Uh, I think that's the main thing, really, and you know, we've got a good working relationship uh, with us and all the staff, and um, I think you know that that is obviously a, a massive thing going forward for for the, for the club, and hopefully, uh, you know, that can carry on next season. You say they're res- a massive respect for each other. That doesn't come easy, you know. The, that's not at all football clubs. How do you develop that respect? How do you develop that trust for your teammates? Because you've said that there so freely, but mm. I, th- I, th- I think that's quite a good trait to have and not an easy one to have. Uh, possibly. I think, you know, just sort of you know, working hard with each other every day, you know, um, we, you know, we have tough sessions and, you know, if you've got, you know, um, 20, 23 players, you know, training hard every every day, then... Yeah, it sort of rubs off on each other, and you know I think that's a, that's a big thing for us this season. Obviously, um, train the training grounds, you know, being a sort of vibrant place. Even mm. you know if we've not got a, a good result, you know, the next day we're always you know in the training ground working hard. And um, I think you know if it carries on, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a good uh, squad, and you know, hopefully the, the the team can go forward. We've spoke here about memorable moments this season. It's just popped into my head. It's Bristol City away. It's um, about 90 minutes on the clock. Mm. We're 1-0 up. And I'm not sure who it was, but collects the ball six yards out. Open goal. Mm. We're thinking, oh, it's going to be a long trip home now. Mm. A come, along comes Angus. <laughs> Talk me through that save, because it was one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen on a football pitch. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just... Uh, I think it was, that was a really tough game in the second mm. half. No. Um, obviously, you know, Madders popped up again with, a, with another great goal, and um, they were putting the pressure on like pretty much the whole second half, and then they ended up putting big Flint up front, and <laughs> you know that was a tough one to deal with. And I think you know he uh, he really nicked it at the front post, and Zimbo got a great block in. Um, I think I went for that ball as well, mm. and you know uh, it sort of just fell somehow to their guy, and I've seen it just drop, and I thought, oh. I don't know, I can swear, but crap, whatever. <laughs> um, and I just sort of sprawling as you know as quick as I can, and just sort of flung myself. Really, I think um, I, I think there's a guy you know on the other side of the line who probably would have got it if he went that way. So 
um, yeah, it just hit me and it like, just it wasn't it was, lucky though. He's making it sound easy, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. My favourite moment about brilliant. the whole thing, watching the highlights back, you even fooled the cameraman because the cameraman's panned yeah. to the goal, yeah. expecting <laughs> it to go yeah. in, and then Pans suddenly the panned back. I mean, that was a, a lovely thing to mm. see. Um, other memorable moments this season, because you spoke there, Chris, Middlesbrough away, Ipswich away, Reading yeah. away. Mm. There's there've been some some really great moments this season. Mm. Sheffield United away. Sheff- <laughs> Your, yeah, you went down well with their fans, didn't you? Yeah, that was a good game. Talk to me about Sheffield United away, because... We've seen to kind of create a rivalry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Strange one, really, because obviously I think we got a, a good goal in the first half. Um, it was Yannick, wasn't it? Yeah, Yannick got our man. Yannick, your favourite man, scored a good team goal in, yeah. in the first half, and you know they were obviously on. I think they was on you know a great run. They were flying. They were yeah. flying. They, so you know it was you know one of the toughest toughest places to go at that point, and. You know they were putting the pressure on the second half, and you know as you do as you know the, the away team, if you're one the lap, you sort of take your time and you know try and waste a few seconds like you know most of the teams that come to Cow Road do. And I, I don't think the Sheffield United fans liked it. So um, <laughs> time wasting or good game plan? Yeah, that, well, you've got to be professional, and you know if you're under the cost, you've got to sort of you know take the sting out of it a little bit and cheeky but legal. Yeah, I think at one point I think I, I caught across and someone need me in the back or something like that, so I stayed down for for a good thirty seconds or something, and I was like laying down facing all the supporters, and I just see all their faces raging. <laughs> so I was just smiling. So. Are you lapping that up, or is that an intimidating thing? Because I can no, imagine Andrew Norman is going at you. Wasn't it something thrown at you that game? Yeah, as no, well? I, I think I got a twenty p and a Dr Pepper. Oh, that's Do- decent. Yeah, so it was a good day. Did you ever see? <laughs> I was going to, and then I thought, and there could be something a bit strange, oh, and it yeah. was like half empty. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to be careful. Yeah. 20p, though, that yeah. straight in the pink Yeah, bank, no, I, I made sure that the ref got it, so. Oh, you gave it to the ref? Yeah, just to waste a bit more time. Oh, okay, <laughs> a nice little tip. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I gave them a wave after the game as well, so that was, you know, it was good. And set them out happy. Yeah, no, it's good to see. Chris, you've, you've got some questions um, dotted about here. Have I? You, you, you sent them to me, and you're like, Jack, get these in the agenda. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think we can go a podcast, you know, City's number one, son of Brian Gunn. First of all, do you like the song? Are uh, you a fan of the chant? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it, actually it's probably the loudest chant that we've, yeah. we've got this season. Yeah, no, I do like it. What is that like, like, fans chanting your name, knowing that you were in the stands? Mm. Like, yeah, no, it's unbelievable and, you know, obviously during the game it's hard to sort of, you know, recognise it or whatever, but, you know, after the games and... Um, you know, going to the away end or the Barclay after the games and hearing it is yeah, it's a great feeling and um but you know, it only feels good when we win, so you know, hopefully we can get yeah, a few more then this season. True. I mean that chant really started at I think it was on it was one of the London games. It might have even been the first game at Fulham mm. on the boat. That is there been moments this season where you've been like, I just can't believe this is happening. This isn't real. Yeah, I think I think it was Fulham because that was obviously the first game. Yeah. And I remember sort of hearing it. I did, obviously. No, not many of the the guys knew it, so I don't think everyone was singing it, but yeah. I could hear it. Um, so yeah, that was you know unbelievable feeling hearing that in my first game. Um, and then you know I think after that it just sort of got bigger and bigger. Leading on from that, of course, son of Brian Gunn, we can't go this podcast without talking about your your old man. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about him a little bit. Um, first of all, like you know, have you felt some some pressure? 
has your old man put a bit of unnecessary pressure on you this season? Not just him personally, but you know, the, I think a lot of the, the the Norwich old boys perhaps will remember your dad and go, mm. will remember the fact that he headed the crossbar and pulled Mooney's <laughs> and, and that kind of thing, right? So you know, just just talk a little bit about about that. What what, what has your dad bought in terms of both your your footballing upbringing, but also in terms of has it had a bit of pressure on you? Have you thought? My old man was such a good keeper that I've I've got to be better than him. Um, not really. I've not really, you know, um, thought about it too much. Obviously, um, you know, there's parts of it you can't sort of ignore. You know, obviously going into the gun club or whatever and seeing all the pictures and, um, you know, mainly in sort of interviews, you know, with, with whoever, they always ask me, oh, was your dad here? Or, you know, what would he have thought of that game? Blah, blah, blah. Is so, it annoying? A little bit after a time. Okay, we won't talk about no, it. No, no, it's all right. It's just like it's always. It's normally the same sort of questions. So okay, it does get a bit annoying. But okay, know. so okay, so we'll do one last question on <laughs> on on the BG, which is has that what has there been a piece of advice that that he's passed down to you in terms of goalkeeping or life or football? Has there been one bit of advice where you can give him credit now? Um, I don't know. A bit of advice? No, not really. He doesn't. He's not really um, one for you know giving too much advice. Does he just give you a bollocking when you do something wrong? No, not really. Just sort of, just pretty, pretty neutral. Really, he doesn't really you know say too much. He just lets it. You know, I mean, get on with it with the coaches here. So it's probably the best way to do it. But you know, I'd probably say the best piece of advice is probably from my, from his dad. For, for, obviously, he's passed away now, but um, you know. When I was sort of getting into the England um, youth teams, like he said to me, uh, you know, if you've got a chance to play for England or Scotland, then pick England. Because <laughs> he said, because uh, you'll make you make more money. So, uh, so that, that that's probably the biggest thing that I remember. Oh, it's brilliant! And actually, that that really nicely leads up leads on. I can't. You're good again, at this, Angus. Just, just <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> not ask the question. It, it's hot on the agenda, which is, you know, there's been some talk of Scotland. There's been some talk of England. <laughs> You know, is it definitely England? Am I allowed to ask you that question? Is uh, it three lines on your shirt, or are you going up to Hampden Park? <laughs> I've not really had any, you know, uh, anyone ask me directly, so I, okay. know, I can't really, um, you know, say that you know they've tried to to, to sort of sway me. But um, obviously, I've seen a few stuff in the press or whatever, and um, um, obviously they're talking about it. But at the moment, I'm focused on yeah, England. It's all made um, and you know, obviously the twenty ones. You know, I'm, I'm in the squad at the moment, and you know we've got a Euros in uh, in you know a year's time in Italy. So mm. uh, just focus on that really at the moment. Good man. So the so the flower of Scotland or God save the Queen. <laughs> Do you know both? Do you know both national uh, He's going to be at home at practicing both of them tonight. It's a day routine. I know. Um, I know. God save the Queen. Obviously, it's pretty easy. It's quite short, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and flower of Scotland. I could probably probably say a couple of the start of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's a, Move it's quite on. a good anthem, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I quite enjoyed it. We, I went to see England. Well, we went we to see did, England yeah. versus Scotland, yeah. and we absolutely trounced them. But the flower of Scotland <laughs> rang out around yeah. Wembley, yeah. and I, I've got a massive amount of respect for, mm. for the Scot for the Scottish fans actually because they put up yeah. with some pretty um, horrendous results, don't they? Really, the chant or oh, you know anthem you really need to know that was on the Ball City, right? Mm. Of course, yeah, exactly. Do, you know what? Here's a question. <laughs> Do the do the players know on the city? <laughs> um, I think so. I think 
Like if you said, I think prob- all of them probably don't know it word for word. But yeah, they all know on the ball city and probably the first few lines, and then there is a little bit of it in the middle where it's, it's, it's yeah, a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> don't, yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah. probably don't get that bit, but I think they know most of it. See, I think they should be forced to start the game <laughs> to stand in a massive line and sing on the ball city to the Regency security stand to fire them up a little bit. No, no okay. comment. <laughs> um, talking about singing, as we're on that, you know, strand, was there any initiations? What was your song of choice? Oh yeah, yeah, there was. Like when we went to Germany in pre-season, okay. we had the camp, and I think there was there was a lot of us like singing. Um, I think even some of the stuff maybe sung as well. Wow! So that was good. My one was um, <laughs> what was my one? And who was the worst as well? We need yeah, to know that. I think that, but my one, I, I sang um, "Follow Me." Follow me, Uncle Cracker. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. So it's a bit of it's quite easy. Um, the worst one, probably one of the German ones because they sang in German. So oh, right. that's a nightmare. Really get isn't it? It. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah, but I think uh, we've had one recently that was pretty bad, which was um, oh no, <laughs> oh no, it probably took about two minutes to start. He like the song really? started and he he couldn't get his words out for oh, about two wow. minutes. Just nerves. But he ended up being quite good. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a weird okay. one. We're talking about that training camp, and we're fairly cushy in here tonight. Mm. You know, I feel like we've, we've really bonded with this space. You, you were flying right on air, weren't you? I yeah. was on that flight. Yeah, Leg room was limited. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why. You know, well, obviously, I think, obviously, you know, it's quite documenting the clubs cutting back and stuff like that. <laughs> but you must have thought, you know, we really have hit new lows now with Ryanair flights. Yeah, we, we uh, travelled to Stansted and, yeah, went on Ryanair. It was, no, it was good. It, it just, keeps them grounded, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, it certainly does you that. But, you know, right Get them now, on the club cabbage, that's what I say. <laughs> I wouldn't put anyone through that. I wouldn't put my worst enemy yeah, through that. Definitely not. I want to stick with the goalkeepers. Let's mm. talk about the future of goalkeepers. Yeah. You're a local boy. Mm. We've got some other local boys coming through. Mm. Remy Matthews from yeah. the finest coastal town in probably England, Great Yarmouth. <laughs> Can we? Sorry, before you line up this question, what are your honest thoughts on Great Yarmouth? Because this is a Be this, is, this is a hot topic. I don't actually remember ever be going there or being there, so I can I can't comment. There's a reason for that, Jack. Well, if you ever I, I think I, to I the think, Pleasure Beach in the summer. Yeah, I think I should go probably before the end of the season. To be honest. <laughs> Definitely, I'll take you to the casino. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, I think um, that's probably the best place. Anyway, to go. sorry, Jack. Remy Matthews, Aston Oxborough, yeah. two local lads, Norwich through and through. Mm. Good keepers. Yeah, very good. I think obviously um, Remy's been uh, on loan a couple mm. times at Hamilton and now Plymouth. I think he's doing you know really well. Plymouth fans well. want to keep him. I'm slightly yeah. worried actually. He's yeah. been loving it down there, isn't he? Yeah, well, I think <laughs> that, that's obviously a positive thing for Norwich yeah. and, and him and. Um, I think they've got a chance of getting playoffs. I think so. That'll be good for for everyone to see. Hopefully, um, those games are normally on the TV. So um, obviously the Norwich fans will be able to see. And obviously Aston's been doing well in the twenty threes this year. So uh, that's another positive um, for the, for the club. I think obviously he'll probably end up doing probably what Remy's doing this year and getting some experience. Hopefully, and you know probably. Um, you know, kicking on from there, really. And his his journey has been similar to you. Kind of got into the England setup quite mm. early doors. Norwich boy came through the ranks, started as an outfield player. Do you see a bit bit of you in him? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, he's he's big like me. He's um, he's a big lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's he's. I think yeah. When did he get into the England setup? Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen, seventeen. So I think. For any sort of Norwich player to get into that setup, it's you know it's a massive thing and you know it's a tough thing to do. So I think you know him 
and obviously Toddy, uh, they done well, um, mm. you know, when it was sort of that age, and um, you know, hopefully they can sort of kick on next season and you know become um, you know Norwich City first team players. What's that? Has that journey changed from being a young player to sort of developing into the first team? From although you're only a few years older than them, mm. time moves very quickly in football. Mm. Has that journey changed? Has it got harder? Has it got easier? Mm, I'm not sure really. Obviously, the the academy systems change a little bit. Uh, the reserve things sort of gone and under twenty threes now, which is I, I don't really know what the difference is, but um, you know I think you know, you know main thing is for the players to be getting experience, you know probably on loan. I think that's that's a big thing. Obviously, uh, the club has you know been um, quite good with that recently. With you know a lot of the lads, younger lads going out on loan and getting experience, I think that'll you know put them in good stead for next season. Probably coming back into the team. The likes of Ben and Carlton, I think mm. they've been, you know, had a great season. So I think you know they'll be they'll be coming back into the squad next season. I, I would have thought, and you know, um, the other younger players who've not done that yet probably do the same thing as they've done. Chris, any other questions? Um, was a, there was a there was a haircut question there, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Who cuts your hair? Where'd you get your haircut, Angus? <laughs> I mean, it's a nice uh, trim. I already know the answer. Yeah. I think, Can you yeah. tell we go to the same barbers? Mm. <laughs> 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 Who cuts your hair? Who cuts yours? Dean. Of course, you have the owner, don't Dean, you? Uh, He's VIP. He gets yeah. the owner. <laughs> but I you've got a bit really early, though. He's very busy. He is. He's right. a busy man, isn't he? Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. I mean, I've been, we've been complimenting Russ on his on his fade into his beard this season. Yeah. Who's got the better beard? Because competition's <laughs> quite high in the ranks. There. There's, some, there's some lovely facial hair going on at the moment. Yeah. I you do. must rate yourself quite highly. Yeah, I think so. I the I can't remember, obviously, Russ, Russ has got a, a nice beard and a nice trim. I can't think of too many others who've got a I think Russ probably gets most improved. Combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think he used to be pretty clean, clean shaven. Yeah, he did, and it's it yeah. developed quite nicely. Yeah, I think I think you know it's sort of the in sort of in thing now, isn't it? So a lot of you know the guys, you know. Do you see yourself as stylish, to... Angus? Mm, not really. I just can't really. To be honest, I can't really be bothered to shave it. That's probably <laughs> the main thing. And when I when I have shaved it, I, I get laughed at. So uh, okay. So yeah, I just got to keep it now. I think I need to bring up James Madison. Is he your player? Are you allowed to vote in player this season, by the way? I don't know. I guess so. It's online, isn't it? Okay. But you're going to No, probably oh. not. Oh, I might okay. be. Who would you vote for? Uh, yeah, probably matters this season, obviously. You would. Not yourself? Yeah. No. You can't vote for yourself. Yeah, you Why? Come on. I, think that's a, I think that's illegal, isn't it? I'd be voting for myself <laughs> if I was in there. <laughs> so, James Madison. Just yeah, but you, can't, yeah, you can't really get away from it, really. He's probably been you know, the outstanding player for us this season, and... You know, some of the goals he's come up with have been, you know, a joy to watch from from behind, really. And I think, you know, he's he's gone, you know, from strength to strength and got into the twenty ones. And you know, he's doing well. And you know, whatever happens next season, I think um, he'll always be grateful to Norwich um, for for sort of giving him the first opportunity that he's got um, in the championship. And uh, he's he's taken it pretty well. You've told him he's staying, right? <laughs> I've not. I've not told him anything. You need to. You need tell to him, tell him. Tell him that everyone wants him to stay. Yeah. You need to say, Chris and Jack say, you better stay. What you should maybe do, Chris, instead of the clean sheet Nando's deal with Angus oh, this season, yeah. maybe a goal. A, a free goal. Kick. Every time you score a free kick. I mean, yeah. that's going to be costly yeah, as well. That, I mean, that, that would be worth... Yeah, but he'd stay for that, wouldn't he? Definitely. Do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he does like Nando's. Does he? Oh, does he? Yeah. And what Perfect. source is he then? 
Dunno, couldn't tell you. You, you can't be spreading them vicious rumours about. I couldn't tell you, but I'm, he's probably, I reckon he's a spicy kind of guy. Wow. Yeah, Not, yeah I think I'm probably one of the, I, I like plain stuff, so. Okay. Most of the other guys I think probably go spice. Angus, the last thing I want you to do, I think I think we've 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 asked all the questions we want. I want you to look down that lens and and send a, a message to the Norwich City fans. You know, we've got. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. What what are you? Is there one thing you know that you'd say to Norwich fans? Um, this is your thirty seconds to deliver one of the most heartfelt I don't know if I can messages. Talk for that long. Yeah, I agree. Ten seconds. So, yeah. Keep it short and simple. I, I know no, you're concerned. No, I disagree, Jack. Let's put him well on the spot. You can't time it. I think you just got to roll with it. Yeah, go on then. Roll, roll with it. Roll with it. So, There's a lot of Norwich City fans watching this. Yeah, how do I start this one off then? Uh, I think you should, I mean, this season. Yeah, okay. Support. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Over to you. This this season, the support from you guys have been unbelievable. I think, you know, we've had some ups, some downs. Uh, we've had, you know, great results and some pretty awful results as well. Um, but you've obviously stuck by us through through everything, and you know you're still singing on the ball city before the games, and you know um, all the players you know feel your affection, and you know we just want to thank you for the for this season, and um, hopefully we can you know repay you for the in the next sort of six games, and hopefully we can you know win, get six wins before the end of the year. That's got to be a bit emotional. Yeah. Hopefully. I can, I can see you tearing up. Yeah. And on that point, we're going to end things. Angus, yeah. thank you so much no, for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. You didn't bring any food. Um, no. Russ didn't either. So I, yeah, I, you did bring a lovely English shirt. Yeah. So for that, we can only thank yes. you. Yes. Picture. Picture yeah. will be there. Angus Gunn, thank you so yeah. much. Um, thank you for watching. Hit subscribe, hit like. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.